listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30, where we will be discussing chapter 13 of City of Ashes, a host of rebel angels. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. You sounded like a robot at first. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 30. That's why I had to redo it. Uh, oh, my God. Goodness, how is everyone doing today? Good. Great. Gravy train. Good gravy. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, funny story that Amanda's going to tell about Robin. <laughs> I don't think I should tell the story, but it is really funny about your shoe. Oh, okay. So, okay, Robin's going to tell it. <laughs> yeah. My daughter used to say that last morning. For yesterday. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Except it wasn't. It was at night. And I went outside to water my grass. Because I'm not a very good conservist. Not conserving water. Anyway. What else? We're not on a water. I just in general, I feel guilty when I water grass. The grass doesn't need it. The tomatoes do. Zucchini. Our water's on a timer. Move, move on. Anyway. No one cares about water. How much water you use on your lawn? How long of showers do you take? I mean, come on. Daily? Like five minutes. Yeah. Once a week, I got to wash my hair. Okay. But back in the day, let me tell you about little Miss Water Waster over here. <laughs> Didn't feel guilty back then, did you? No, I was young, dumb, <laughs> and broke. So back in the day, sorry, sidebar, I apologize. Back in the day, I used to go over to Robin's house to catch the bus because I lived out of district, okay. but I was still pretending like I lived in district. Oh, so I did that too. <laughs> Hashtag chaotic neutral. <laughs> it serves a greater good. It does. I got a better education. I got to hang out with my friends. Yeah. Until I got kicked out, but that's neither, neither here nor there. there. <laughs> Dude, I got kicked out too. <laughs> we just become best friends. go to robin's house and so i walk it her dad would let me in and what did we say and what then did you say hello there yeah <laughs> i believe it robin's in the shower <laughs> and then he'd leave for work and so I, i'd be like sitting there and then she i'd have to go and like bang on the bathroom door and be like wake up robin because she'd fall asleep standing leaning against the wall in the shower for like an hour and if, like, she wasn't out by a certain amount of time, then I had to go and, like, bang on the door to wake her up. That's crazy. That's dangerous. That's not if you're standing up. I guess you I could have fallen. <laughs> I was tired. Holy moly. That's what, when, as, as adults, um, I've had to check in with her once or twice because she falls asleep in her towel on the bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or in your chair. any of this maybe i have narcolepsy no, 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 no. <laughs> maybe i didn't have to check maybe i did and you were like i fell asleep in my chair or something anyway that's funny oh my gosh i love it oh, i'm really concerned no. <laughs> maybe i'm remembering things wrong <laughs> no probably not and you definitely fall asleep in your towel on your bed after you get out of the shower i do for sure i yeah, just wouldn't crazy I yeah i don't know why i would check in with you now i'm trying to remember because i feel like i have Probably because I was late to work. A meeting or something. Mm-hmm, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I had to check in and make sure. I don't know. Anyway, it's funny. 
I love it. That's a great story. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Robin, your shoe. Well, you're in the shower. Story. That's crazy. That's okay. It feels really good, guys. Don't do it. Anyway, I was out watering my grass. <laughs> so does Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Don't do it. Don't do drugs. You guys. Hugs, not drugs. Anyway. <laughs> my grass is thirsty and I need to drink a water. So I did it. And I was almost done. I was getting ready to go inside, and then I slipped and squished and stepped in a giant freaking turd. It was big, and I don't have a dog. (laughs) I have a three-year-old who pooped outside. (laughs) Because why would you go in on the toilet when there's perfectly good grass all around you? He was just pretending to be a dog, oh, Mom. It just slipped out of his underwear. He's wearing <laughs> baby boxers. So he just pooped, it fell, and then he just moved on with his life. This is mom life. Okay? Seriously. Do you, do you understand that this is the actual life that you have to live when you're a mom? Right. So birth control, I man. when he's like, I'm sorry, I pooped. <laughs> Outside. So I left one shoe out. The non-poop shoe out. And I took the poop shoe in and I cleaned the poop shoe off, which was horrible because the poop was stuck onto the shoe because it had been watered. Right. Oh, I would. I think I would have used the hose. I was just so mad. Yeah. I was seeing red. <laughs> so I was trying to use the spray function on my faucet and it was like getting everywhere and it smelled bad <laughs> and it was hot because the water was hot and I was just irritated. But I washed it with soap. Sounds good. soap. Love it. Anyway. I left my sh- one shoe outside and one shoe inside. So the next morning, no, the next evening, mm-hmm. I went back out and I was going to put my shoe on. It had shrunk an entire size because <laughs> it got wet and they cost $17 on Amazon. It got wet and then it sat in the sun exactly. all day. Exactly, all day long. <laughs> so it, it was like one of those shrinkadinks that like you cut out and like your it. hand and then you put it in the oven and it's a little baby hand. That's what I thought of too. <laughs> and it was just a really sad story because I lost one of my favorite pairs of shoes, but now I get to give it to Amanda. <laughs> she's an entire foot size smaller than me, so she's going to leave the other shoe out in the yard. Sans poop. <laughs> Hopefully I can cook it for the same amount of time. Right. <laughs> It gets hot enough, the same the angle, the sun's in the same area, and then it'll shrink down. But um, I was obviously really upset, and everything turned out okay when he said that, he said, I'm sorry, I'll poop outside. <laughs> so cute. Poor baby. I love that you were going to wet the shoe. And then sit it outside. Just the, the links that moms will go to to save seventeen ninety nine. I love that you had to point it out too because it was very important. Yeah, it's their cheapo Amazon yeah. shoe. But the, I instantly, I was so upset because well, they're comfortable. They're cheap, but they're comfortable. <laughs> well, the next day I was mad because it like <clears throat> the shoe didn't fit anymore. If the shoe fit, you <laughs> must have quit. <laughs> Cinderella, was, don't live here no more. <laughs> anyway, my I was so mad. My husband's like, just buy another one. I was like, dude, no. It's not the point. It's not the, I can't just buy another one. He's like, yeah, you can't, just go buy another one. How much did it cost? 
for one easy payment of $17.99. ePay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a great story. I'm glad we told it. You oh. told it. That was beautiful. And also, Robin had to send me the link because I need a pair of them because they're like rubber Birkenstocks. And I love my Birkenstocks. Yeah, dude. And so I'm like, but I don't like wearing mine to go in the garden because then they get like gross. Yeah, you can't get them wet. Right. Mm -hmm. I wanted rubber ones. I'm excited to have them. So thank you. (laughs) Hopefully you can um, bake them appropriately. (laughs) I'm nervous. I feel like we need to document this on Instagram. Okay. Like you need to take like pictures with every step of the way. I have a picture of my feet in them, like where you can see the length on the toe. Yeah. Difference. Cause I sent it to her. Yeah. I'll so take a funny. picture when I put them in the sun tomorrow. Put yes. it just one, just one. Don't do both. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if it, if it's me, per- if it's drunk anymore, it wouldn't fit. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I feel like our listeners need to be involved. I agree. They're, they they want to know. Just if, don't leave your rubber shoes outside. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do summer. it. Amanda has something exciting to share. Yay. We have another amazing review on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't been there, go read them all. It's so much fun. At least it's for us. <laughs> I do it multiple times a day. <laughs> when I'm feeling sad, I go and check them out. Oh, and they're you. really positive and really sweet. And we love you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So this is from Owly. The title is so awesome. It says, absolutely the best. Makes my day every time I listen to it. You guys are so great. Please keep doing what you're doing. I can't wait to listen, watch more episodes to come. Aw, thank you. Thank you so much. And I love that you said watch because we did want a little bit of feedback on that. So at least one person wants to see our faces again. Thank you, That's good. That's cool. (laughs) That's enough. We'll do it now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just need a little bit of um, challenge accepted. All right. What do you say that we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. Oh, hello there, Simon's Brainwaves. How you doing? Oh, <laughs> just scoping out Clary. That's cool. Same. Anyway, Clary's finally taking Isabel's advice. She's using her womanly wiles to get Simon to call Jace for advice because she doesn't want to talk to him. And of course, he's on his way right over with Alec and Magnus in tow. Simon tries to help Maya. But she realizes that he's all vamped up. She flips her lid and tells him that they're mortal blood enemies like my inner thighs and jeans. <laughs> we quickly discover that Luke went out to his truck but hasn't returned. And Simon, Clary, and Jace go to see what ha- happened. They find him on the riverbank being attacked by two demons. A short while later, they're taking Luke through the threshold to be healed by Magnus, who, by the way, is totally charging them for all this. <laughs> And then a horrid game of battle ships oh. ensues where everyone gets offended and pissed off at each other. Malak, Clace, Solari. I don't like it. No. <laughs> Maluk. Okay, the last one's not real, but come on, you're at least a little bit interested. Magnus and Luke. Maluk. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'd watch. <laughs> Anyway, Alec won't admit he's dating Magnus. Jason Clary are epic fighting, and Simon's finally seeing the light that, dude, she's just not that into you. That's time. Finally. I can see. Not Clary now. (laughs) (laughs) My glasses are gone because I'm a vampire? (laughs) Oh, that's great. Okay, 
So Jace, apparently never having experienced sneaking out of a house before, is playing the piano in a house of sleeping people just before he slips out into the darkness. Like, bro, how is anyone sleeping through this shit? Like, I, I don't. He's playing a lullaby. <laughs> Do you think he put it on autoplay when he left so people thought he was sleeping <laughs> in? Just like a, a metronome. It's like a Casio <laughs> like keyboard. keyboard. I have one in the playroom. <laughs> It's not a real piano. <laughs> you no longer get to say playroom <laughs> yeah, after a couple weeks room. ago. Okay. That word has been stripped from your vocabulary. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good point. But like, I I don't understand. The, you're supposed to not make noise. So people think you're asleep. So then you can sleep, sneak out. And also, where is everyone sleeping? So like... Maya's in Luke's bedroom. Luke's on the couch. Clary's in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Where are Alec and Magnus? They're doing warlock shit. Maybe Magnus got an heirloom from the local mattress store. <laughs> and it's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. He just borrowed a bed. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess he could have created a new room for him and Alec to sleep in. Okay, because doesn't he have to pull from somewhere, right? It can't just be created. I, yeah. So can you take I don't a whole know. room? Or Could something? he bring his bed from his own place over? Just like yeah. I mm-hmm. if there was space for it, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. just put it on the living room floor. Let's just move this coffee table. There's a bed. Yeah, I guess that I guess that makes sense. I don't know, but also like I just I have questions. Like I feel like where Alec and Magnus, and if Alec can't admit that they're dating. Then, like, how is he going to explain the sleeping arrangements? Maybe Alec went home because there wasn't any, like, he just wasn't tied there anymore. Oh, I guess Because he's embarrassed. I guess that's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe. So then Magnus is, like, chair sleeping. I think maybe he, Magnus is upstairs checking on Maya. Oh, maybe. Okay. There is an upstairs. Okay. For some reason, I imagined it as a one level. I think, I, I, I think you just made that up. I don't know that there is a one, an upstairs. Okay. I think I just said upstairs. Yeah. It's okay. I make shit up all the time. I'm I'm pretty sure it's like a back bedroom. Is Apparently, I'm a big embellisher, so. Uh, same. <laughs> he went to Siberia to check on Maya. <laughs> anyway. Jace doesn't know how to sneak out of a house. Right. So he's playing piano, and his getaway ride shows up in the form of a demon motorcycle, courtesy of a reluctant Raphael. It's weird. Did you... No, it's not. There's no the upstairs is in the like an excerpt from Clockwork Angel. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not in there. Okay. Okay. So they greet each other with barely bridled hostility as per usual. But since that's boring to me, I decided to have an episode of Broda. So Raphael's all broham. I brought you the bike you wanted. Tanks full of demon juice. But, like, don't you already have one of these bad boys? And Jace is like, yeah, Marco Brolo. I do, but it's at the Institute, and I'm currently undesirable number two, just behind my soup's evil daddy-o. And then Raphael's like, same bro. And Jace is all, brosifet. <laughs> they featured you in Idris's Most Wanted last night. And Raphael spits on the ground and is all, brodo baggins. I spit on the sh-
Frodo Baggins. I'm going to keep it together, man. I'm going to keep it together. I spit on the shoes of the bitch-ass clave. <laughs> They're trying to frame our asses, but we didn't do shit. Besides, warlock blood is nasty as hell. Oh. And Jace is like, bro Sif, did you tell Maris how much warlock blood tastes like shit? <laughs> and Raphael's like, bro Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> we can't even talk to Maris anymore. Inquisitor bitch ass is going all bro Sif Stalin on the Institute. <laughs> we fucked bro friend. Oh my God. <laughs> I like bro Brian. <laughs> I like bro Sif Stalin. <laughs> But Jace is all, whoa, Teddy Roosevelt, slow your roll. We ain't bros. I'm for show using you because I need help, not because I like you or anything. And Raphael's like, chill out, Brolden Caulfield. How are you still such a little prick even when the clave hates your ass? Jace just shrugs and is like, Edgar Allan, bro, it's all about consistency. Now give me the keys. And Raphael's... Raphael's all, Yoko Brono, you're not even going to give me a lift? Jace throws a leg over the bike. (laughs) Jace throws a leg over the bike and is all, sorry, Brosie O'Donnell. (laughs) Find your own way. I'm out of your 5,000. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was beautiful. That's going to be a nightmare to edit because I couldn't get a sentence out. Anyway, I hope you bros liked that. Everyone liked that. Yeah. So Jace takes off motoring through the. (laughs) What's your prize for flight? Demon juices. That's exactly what I thought when I typed it. Okay. Motoring through the night air and dipping down over the river, which reminds him of the time he and Clary escaped the vamp den on the back of one of these demon juice bikes. But she's not wrapped around him like a spider monkey, keeping him warm this time. Stop. Oh, <laughs> she peed on him. <laughs> it's like Dumb and Dumber. Just do, just go. <coughs> oh, it's warm. <laughs> This has gone off the rails. I love it. I forgot I was supposed to make you watch Liar Liar today. Ugh. Dang it. Mm, we're too much fun talking. I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. I literally fucking hate you. <laughs> You're welcome. He parked the flying hog on the deck. <laughs> <laughs> He's riding Peppa Pig. <laughs> <sighs> okay. He played. <laughs> He parked the flying hog on the deck of a giant black ship and went to investigation discovery. <laughs> Upon further inspection, the deck of the ship seemed deserted, and Jace wondered if Valentine was even there at all. He stopped at the bow of the boat to reminisce. Yes. I read that bow, by the way, like when I was actually reading. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird thing. No, it's a bow. <laughs> oh, like it's a gift? Yeah. Like a hair bow. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Okay, so he stopped at the bow of the boat to reminisce about one of the less awful memories he had of his father growing up. Valentine had taught him to sail on the lake in Idris, telling him all men should know how to sail. Only rich dudes, dude. Come right? on. Before the feels can seep in too much, Jace breaks away from his memories and continues his investigation discovery. 
<laughs> a locked door is nothing for his trusty Stelle. <laughs> and with a flick of his wrist, the door swings open to more darkness. I'm confused. Where are the rippling muscles? They're only there when Clary's right, there. There's no one behind him to, to notice. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, sidebar. Now, as a reader, we may be screaming. <laughs> you just said sidebar. <laughs> I mean, I probably did. Sorry. Sidebar. Now, as a reader, we may be screaming, why are you going off to investigate a murderous psychopath by yourself? But Chase is a teenager and therefore incredibly short-sighted, and his impulsiveness is understandable. However walking into a super creepy cabinet and not making sure the door was propped open is unforgivable. The whole thing is just, you know, you land on a ship and you're like, hey, dad, where are you at, bro? Like, I'll be, I'll be awesome for you. <laughs> Marco! <laughs> Brolo! <laughs> that was good. That was good. Like, why? I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so the inside of the boat is even colder than the deck, which should not right. be. So something is a Red skew. Flag. <laughs> yeah. And also it's pitch black. I smell danger. <laughs> danger, like Will danger. Robinson, danger. So our good little shadow hunter boy pulls out his trusty witch light and sees Clary. Oh. I was all excited. Just kidding. <laughs> So I'm going to read this excerpt from the book because it's better than what I could do. She stared at him, white-faced, her lips trembling. Questions died in his throat. What was she doing here? How had she gotten to the ship? A spasm of terror gripped him, worse than any fear he'd ever felt for himself. Something was wrong with her, with Clary. He took a step forward, just as she moved her hands away from her chest and held them out to him. They were sticky with blood. Blood covered the front of her white dress like a scarlet bib. So Jace manages to catch her just as she collapses, and he feels the beat of her heart start to slow and sputter out as she bleeds out in his arms, which, of course, is his worst fear come to life. All right, so Jace is holding her as she's dying in his arms, and he's shaking her, asking her to come back. And I'm going to read the next little bitty. He shook her again, and this time her lashes fluttered. He felt his relief like a sudden cold sweat, and then her eyes were open, but they were no longer green. They were an opaque and glowing white, white and blinding as headlights on, on a dark road, white as the clamoring noise inside his own mind. I've seen those eyes before, he thought, and then the darkness surged up over him like a wave bringing silence with it. So it sounds like Jace is just coming out of a blackout, working on climbing, um, calming his breathing down. Um, he closes his eyes and starts to count backwards from 100, which is a really good idea to try to calm down from. Maybe I'll try that someday. Um, so you think, that in my pocket? Yeah. Do you think like Hodge taught him that? I think Baiting taught him that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Icky. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer like this. <laughs> like we're not using that advice. Yeah. <laughs> So when he finally feels okay enough, he starts to open his eyes and tries to pull himself up. And he realizes that he's not alone. It's V-Tang. And he tells him that um, Jace got a pretty good knock to the noggin. (laughs) (laughs) And gets right to asking about how Jace found him. So Jace explains that he tortured a Ray, Ray, Ram, Ram, Ramen, Rom, Rom. There's no end. I know. It's trying to be funny. Rom. Rom. Okay. Like CD Rom. Okay. Okay. Thank you. 
1999. <laughs> so Jace explains that he tortured a ROM demon for it. And Vitang is like, just give me a jingle next time you want to come by for a visit. That way my guards won't hurt you. And Jace is like, guards? You mean demons. And Vitang's like, yeah, yeah. Well, your friend Luke and his person wolves killed on my Forsaken, so I had to start all over. You know, the mortal sword is good for that. <laughs> And Jace uh, asks V-Tang about Clary, since um, that's what he saw in the stairwell. And V-Tang's like, oh, ho, 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 that's what you saw, huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he explains to Jace that um, he came into contact with Agramom. Wait, Agramon, just kidding. <laughs> the demon of fear. So I'm going to pull a Kristen. I'm going to read this excerpt. <laughs> Sorry. So Agramom. <laughs> just spit. He's, he's the demon of moms. Yes. <laughs> Which are your worst fear if you cross them. Yes, that's right. All right. Agramon takes the form of whatever most terrifies you. When it's done feeding on your terror, it kills you, presuming that you are presuming you are still alive at that point. Most men and women die of fear before that. Mm-hmm. So my question to you two is... Did you um, think about what your greatest fear would be? I have a feeling I know what it would be. So it's kind of a dumb question, I guess. Just anything to do with our children. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was like, get it out of my head before someone can come take it. I don't. I, no, I didn't think about what my worst fear is. I don't think about my fears like that. Like, Like, I don't. Like, I, where my nightmares are is, like, in my past. So it's, like, it's, like, memories are the worst thing for me. So, like, they'll, like, just come in. Like, but I don't have, like, like, you know, there's some people that have, like, a a consistent, like, greatest fear or something that, I mean, I guess mine would be just a clown being in my vicinity. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure I could think of more horrible things, but I don't think of fear in that way. Okay. I'm much more fearful of, like, memories versus what could happen. Interesting. I thought of... um, Hashtag trauma. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about the Silent Brothers. Okay. Like, what could have possibly... Like, what could they have been seeing that would have possibly, like... Right. Caused them to, like, rip open... Yes. ...stitches and scream and stuff. I wonder, like, what kind of things they've seen and... You know, mm-hmm. well, and especially like they're old as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like they've seen a lot of shit. So it's like I wonder what their fear. I bet they're like real because they're exactly. like super smart too. So they yeah. probably like looking at like shit on a whole different level than oh, us. That's a good point. Creepy. That's my um empathy showing. Mm-hmm. Thinking yeah. about them, and I don't know. That, now way. I'm definitely going to. So thank yeah, you. Sorry, no, exactly. I'm like doing what Kristen said, like shaking my head to get it to go away. Yeah, <laughs> just shake it out. Yeah, those those uh, um, intrusive, intrusive thoughts. Yeah. You just go no, <laughs> icky. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking. By the way, as you're saying that about the Silent Brothers, it makes me think of um, darn it, what's his name from the movie The Sanderson Sisters. The guy that was came out of the ground. Billy. Yes, thank you. And he's like very lightly stitched, yes. basically, and he can just like. And then the like moss come out. Yeah. Yeah. When it, when it, when it, yeah, because he takes the knife and he cuts his own Ooh. mouth, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what it was like. It's like four hundred year old breath. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anywho, Jace asks how V Tang was able to get a greater demon anyway. 
And V-Tang tells him about the young warlock he had tricked. And Jace realizes that's how the warlock died. So it wasn't really like a part of the blooding. I don't know if you will. Like the ritual part yeah, of it. Thank yeah, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jace starts to pull more information out of V-Tang. And he's just got to get it all out. He's like, I got to tell someone how awesome I am and unload all my information. <laughs> so he sent a spying demon to Lokes to see what's up. Which I don't understand, but okay. Um, those <laughs> demons saw Maya and told Vitang and then sent the Rom demons to nab her. So at first I'm like, okay, why is Vitang even spying on Luke? Why does he give a shit? Is he just being nosy to be nosy? Was he trying to watch his kids? Is He's he pulling just in Amanda. Jealous? He wants to know. He's more gossip. To, yeah, okay. And then also, how did the Rom demons get that information back to Vitang so quickly? Because it's like Maya was attacked and then like two minutes later, Luke is outside also being attacked they make the foghorn noises <laughs> yes. they just sent him a text mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just appeared through um demon space mm-hmm. instead of my space <laughs> <laughs> would you call it like fifth space like it's a different dimension that's beautiful <laughs> i like it <laughs> like they're top 12 friends <laughs> <laughs> they're all like demons questions designed but their number one friend has to be Va- Valentine because then he'll get mad if he's not number one. Right. Awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dating ourselves again. Do any of you even know what MySpace is? Yeah. Michelle. <laughs> I wonder what music they're playing on their page. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what I did last. All right. <clears throat> Well, V-Tang attempts to, he's like, come with me, come walk with me. And um, as Jace tries to get up. Um, I'm sorry. One more thing about MySpace. Dude, love MySpace. Dude, you kids didn't even know. You didn't have to learn how to code in order to get cool shit on your Seriously. page. Seriously, my page was black with pink. <laughs> I Mine imagine yours black was black with, with green. green. <laughs> I knew it. Lime green. Yep, of course it was. Oh my gosh. I loved great. putting the the quiz like the questionnaires yeah the surveys or like whatever, no one yeah. cares about you they just no want one. to read it so they can do it themselves yes. yes i did one on facebook when i first started facebook because myspace had just like gone out so it was still right. kind of a thing and it's still on my facebook page it's from like 2008 or something uh, like that so stupid yeah. go back and you kids with I was your grown. facebook and instagram <laughs> you don't know what it's like to have to learn html in order they're not to- even facebooking dude they're snapchatting it's That's true fair. and tick talking i don't understand though because it's just like it all goes away i want to like what if i don't i guess they're always on their phones yeah i mean it's like facebook is still there three hours later right. you know forever later yeah, forever. forever when i have time ever. yeah Exactly. When I find the time to go look. Yeah. Sorry. No, I you're good. That you. was great. <laughs> so V-Tang tries to draw a rune on Jace to take the pain away. And I'm just like, dude, you guys ever heard of Advil? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess Advil takes a while to kick in, but whatever. So Jace refuses his help. And uh, V-Tang goes on to reminisce with Jace about a story that he would read to him as a child about this dude called Milton. <laughs> Apparently, he's a power lover, too. So Jace remembers a quote. It's better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. And they discuss the devil and how V-Tang thinks he's far more interesting than God. Very creepy, obviously. (laughs) Somebody's got issues. Yeah. So then V-Tang is like, so anyway, like, what you doing here? (laughs) Thought you'd hate me after the whole Bone City situation. And Jace tells him that the Sealy Queen told him to ask about the blood in his veins. Okay. 
I thought you wrote S E A L Y. Don't put it past me. I was like, oh, damn, okay. Uh, awesome. So V-Tang is super surprised. And I was just like, eh, those people are tricky, dude. Like, next time tell her that you have the blood of the angel. And Jesus is like, yeah, but all shadow hunters have that. Did you lie to the Sealy Queen, bro? And V-Tang's like, no, dude, but why are you really here? Tell me all the truth. So Jason loads a little and says that basically he's ruined things with everyone he loves. He wanted to give V-Tang a chance to tell him the truth. So they discussed, um, like they had discussed when Jace was still in the Bone City in the jail. So Jace pulls an Amanda and starts spitfiring questions like, why did you kill the Silent Brothers? And why did you take their sword? What are you planning to do? And why? what, what do you want to do with the Mortal Cop, dude? It's totally how I would ask it, too, just so you know. <laughs> I, did, I ordered food the other day like that. And the guy was like, okay, wait, what did you do? I was like, sorry. <laughs> We're a ranch family. I'm a little excited. <laughs> He's like, so did you want a drink? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that was in there. That was a mix. <laughs> anyway. You're like, hopefully if I ask the questions fast enough, he won't have time to lie. <laughs> like, you want Simon dead. I was just going to say. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> mm, all right. V-Tang Valentine explains that he basically wants to destroy and rebuild the clave because they're um, corrupt. Idris needs to be rid of what he calls degenerate races and talks about demonic threat on Earth. Yeah. And Jace is like, speaking of, I thought you didn't like demons. And now they're like your besties. V-Tang is like, no friends of mine. They're just serving my cause. (laughs) He doesn't have friends. (laughs) No one wants to be his friend. They're just scared of him. (laughs) So V-Tang says that they're just serving my cause. I made out to be a bad guy, but I love my country. It's what I'm doing. That's why I'm doing this. Patriot. (laughs) Yes, he does say that, actually. Uh, He says, I've been isolated and forced into hiding, but I can't change who I am. It's just my blood. I can't change my blood, bro. Jace thinks about it and realized as much as he would want to change his blood also, he couldn't leave his shadow hunter way of life because he's um, a warrior. (laughs) (laughs) he asks him right like would you change yours what does he say i think he just like yeah i do too or i do wish Mm -hmm. that and then he's like nah change my mind so he's given him the old one two parent look and jace has to look away because he's afraid that his father will be able to read the expression of emo boy longing on his face (laughs) and he finally agrees that no he's a shadow hunter forever that's what v-tang made him so valentine's relieved and takes this moment to strike a diva pose. I'm picturing him like Jennifer Beals in Flashdance, looking <laughs> up at the sky. That's great. Jace takes this moment to realize all the gray hair that Beating has mixed into his white. And I have two things to say about this. <laughs> <clears throat> Number one, I remember the first time I noticed that my dad had more gray than blonde. And it's definitely like unsettling. Okay. Like, you know, the passage of time and whatnot. Yeah. Number two, poor Beating. This is probably the only time you're going to hear me lament for this guy. I want to hear it. Well, that totally sucks, dude. He's basically a level 10 platinum blonde, and your old age hair comes in gray. That's karma. Yeah, for sure. It show. is. For real. For sure. For sure it is. That's all your evil henchman shit catching up to you. That's great. Anyway, he wants Jace to pledge allegiance to an alliance, asking whose side are you really on? And sweet baby Jace. It's just like, aren't we all on the same side? Us against the demons? 
And Valentine goes on to describe exactly how slash why that can't happen. Okay, you guys, I want you to set this up like Nightmare Before Christmas vibes, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I want this to be the song from where Lock, Shock, and Barrel are getting ready to go kidnap Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. They're getting all the dun 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 Anyway, he's like, basically, the clave, anyway, I can't do the tune, is mm-hmm. run by a bunch of neek and poops. <laughs> Pretty soon, the demons are going to be able to see how clustered the whole outfit is. And then, and then they'll be able to expose that weakness and attack. You feel like an old timey. That's why I said it on purpose. The outfit. The whole outfit. Meanwhile, the clave is so, quote, distracted by their endless courting of the gen- degenerate races, we will be in no condition to fight them off. It's up to him to doctor evil his way into power for the good of humanity. Baiting <sighs> is like, so. <laughs> I'm not someone who uses this word often. However, his wording is so fucking triggering to me. Like, it immediately makes me angry. Not like, not like my feelings are hurt and I need to go cry in a corner. But like... You're ready to fight? I'm ready to beat his ass. I get so annoyed. I'm like, how dare you use that word? Like, it just really... I turn into a gremlin. Well, that's not how Jace feels. Because his maniacal race-cleansing tirade reminds him of his childhood in Idris. Oh, the memories. And he's clinging onto this one memory of a sunny day that was spent in front of their manor house where Valentine swoops him up and carries him inside because it's something that makes him feel safe when he thinks about it or felt safe in the moment. Yeah, it was probably the only time his dad held him. Hoodwinked, bro. That is a that is a childhood of trauma, and you are latching on to one good moment. That's, it. That's all you got. <laughs> it is very sad. Do you... Okay, I'm sorry. Very small sidebar. When you get angry, do you have a vision of what that looks like in your head? Of, like, yourself being angry? No. no. Andy says I have crazy eyes. Okay, so in my head, when I think of myself being angry... I look like the dwarves from Lord of the Rings, like the redhead one with the beard. And he's just like, like, that's how I see myself. Like, that's That's awesome. That's like my inner. Awesome. That's your angry face. That's amazing. (laughs) So when I did that and I growled, I was like. That's my. <laughs> That's me. It was just like the first image that popped in my head. And she's like, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You are more than fine. Popping out of his reverie, Jace brings up Luke and how not degenerate he is, which V-Tang quickly sums up to him being once a shadow hunter. But this whole thing isn't about specific downworlders, and they can't pick and choose and judge every single one of them. The whole of the earth is literally at risk here, and they are the chosen ones. The angel picked them for a reason because they are the closest thing that exists in this world to gods and they have to wield that power to save humanity, whatever the cost. Vomit. Jace brings up that. Oddly convenient. Right. (laughs) So um, Jace brings up that Satan tempted Adam and Eve to sin by telling them that they could be gods and they were cast out of Eden for it. And he, Valentine goes on to tell Jace that is exactly why he needs him, because he keeps him from the sin of pride. And this guy is really good at twisting his words around and legit 
always has an answer. Like he's mm-hmm. so quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. Use that power for something else, man. He can't. He's evil. Right. He is lawful evil. No. Chaotic evil. Chaotic evil. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So Jace is like, bro, that's just the tip of the iceberg for you. How are you going to justify that you're the leader of your own personal demon army that you're trying to use to overthrow your government and kill your sworn brethren? That's what you're planning to do, isn't it? And V-Ting is like, well, yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> and his sense of ap- absolutism really affects Jace. And he's like, okay, this dude is nuts. Mm-hmm. And um, here's how Valentine's mind is twisting it, okay? He's tried reasoning with the clave, but they're too stubborn to listen. Originally, he was going to just fuck up some humans, turn them into forsaken, and then use them to attack. They're already basically dead. Um, No harm, no foul. But then along came Luke and his pack of meddling person wolves. (laughs) And that was just poof out the window, you know? And he could use the cup to create an army of new shadow hunters. But honestly, man, who has the time for all that? Not the human race. That's for sure. Mm. So he's got the sword now. So the demons have to stay obedient to him. So when he's done using them as his own personal mutiny militia, he will then in turn make them murder themselves. Two birds, one stone, you see. And Jace is like, listen, it sounds to me like you're going to be doing, and let me stress the next word here, a lot of murdering. (laughs) Beating assures him that um, once they see what he's packing, they'll surrender. The clave may hate him, but they don't hate themselves, and they will want to stay alive. And he's like, here, I can show you the world. (laughs) And he unhooks Malatark from its S word. And Jace is in shock and awe. It's really here. The angel sword. Wow. She. Oh, don't do it. (laughs) She's cleaning out her ears right now. She can't even handle it. Ew. That's like when, when someone like touches my skin too lightly, I have to like rub the feeling away. Uh-huh. I can't. I don't like it. Yep, I'm like, don't mm. touch me. Stop it. Okay. This is how it is described in the book. What are you reading, Robin? An ex- ex- excerpt. <laughs> <laughs> it was dark, heavy silver. Glimmering with a dull sheen, light seemed to move over and through it as if it were made of water, and its hilt bloomed a fiery rose of light. He, Valentine, tries to hand it to Jace, who's super hesitant to grab it, and but finally does, and then boom, dun dun dun, this light shoots up from the core, and um, he looks to Valentine for help, which speaks volumes in a small action, mm. but he just stands there stone-faced. And he just wants him to be a good dad once. He can't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Holding the sword is physically painful for Jace. Um, He can feel it pulling and dragging on him. And he feels like his lungs are collapsing. He manages to pull his head up and look around. And this is what he saw. And I quoth. (laughs) Thou doth quote. The night had changed. A glimmering net of thin gold wires had been flung across the sky. The stars shone down through it, bright as nail heads hammered into the darkness. Jay saw the curve of the world as it slipped away from him, and for a moment was struck by the beauty of it all. Then the night sky seemed to crack open like a glass, and pouring through the shards came a horde of dark shapes, humped and twisted, gnarled and faceless. 
howling out a soundless scream that seared the inside of his mind. Icy wind burned him as six-legged horses hurtled past their hooves, striking bloody sparks from the deck of the ship. The things that rode them were indescribable. Overhead, eyeless leather-winged creatures circled, screeching and dipping venomous green slime. Basically, it's the interworkings of a nightmare factory. Shit. Dude, when you said six legged horses, I was like, ugh. They have center like support. <laughs> I was like, that feels uncomfortable. <sighs> Jace gets sick. Like, he pukes. And he pukes in, like, over the side of the ship. And he looks into the river and he sees more freaking demons, <laughs> one of which is attacking a mermaid. Mm, and not goes, cool, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude, come on. Lay off the mermaids. They might not have souls, but they're, you know. They don't have souls. Do we learn about mermaids? It's um, in the original Little Mermaid fairy tale. Okay. Anyway. He loses his grip on the sword, and it falls to the deck. And he's like, whoa, bro, what just happened? Okay. This is my question to you guys. I really like your face. Just say it. What incarnation <laughs> do you suppose Valentine did to the sword? I'm assuming this doesn't happen when someone is called to stand trial. What the hell, man? Is it a spell? Is it his evil leeching itself into the core? Is that, If that's the case, do you think Jace also has some evil because he was able to see what's going on? Tell me more. No, 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 no. So, okay, I may be way wrong then if... Because I just, in my head, I just thought that this was the thing. So what he's seeing is what's actually happening. The net is the glamour he has over the boat. And then the demons, he's calling all these demons uh-huh. from the other dimension because he's already started the conversion of the sword. So when he's holding it, he can see what the what's actually What the happening. sword is bringing. Yeah. He can see through the glamour. Oh, okay, okay. I got you, boo. At first, I thought it was like he was just, it was what could be. But yeah. Okay, so I thought like. That's why it's so cold is because all the demons. Okay. I just thought like he needed the sword to see it. Like he did something Mm -hmm. to the sword so that way you could see through. Mm -hmm. Both like you could always see, you know, you could see Mm -hmm. through the dimensions because he did something to the sword to make it so you could see it. Mm. Right. See, I didn't think about it being a glamour. I just imagined that's what he's bringing. Like this. That's what's coming from the sword, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. So. Yeah. But I'm like, how is he? Is it uh-huh. the conversion that's making it so that, like each drop of blood makes it more powerful? Well, because remember, hmm. Magnus said that the conversion was half. Oops, sorry. The conversion. I apologize to a, a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> the conversion was half over, so he already had pull on demons, but it wasn't completed, so he doesn't have complete control. Gotcha. So, but again, I don't. I don't remember where I know that from, but for some reason in my, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what that is. Okay, so okay. I don't, I could be wrong. I am probably asking a dumb question, but I got you. Never. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Only I can do that. Right. <laughs> so V-Ting is like strutting and cocky, you know, his typical ray of sunshine shell, sunshine self. <laughs> Telling Jace like. Now that I know that you know what I know, do you know that I know that you'll know that the clay won't stand a chance? Yep. Jace considers it and is positive the Lightwoods won't surrender. Okay. And this. Mm. This is the moment 
that the manipulation really rears its ugly head. It's been there for the whole time, stalking its prey, silently moving in and out of the scene, but this is just where it, like, <laughs> tops out. So, V-Ting is trying to convince Jace that if he joins forces with him, he could use that leverage to make sure that the Lightwoods listen to him and that everyone he loves is taken care of and no harm will come to them. Jace laments about all the damage and hurt he's caused them already and declares nothing else must happen anymore to them. Clary, Alec, Izzy, Max, these are all the people he has running through his mind. And Valentine finally looks at Jace. Really looks at him. Like, I think this is the first time, like, since mm-hmm. he's been there, he's kind of, like, getting on his level mm-hmm. and, like, in his face. And he sympathizes. And he tells him. He doesn't ask him. He tells him that you feel bad. You feel like all the bad things that have been fallen, your friends and family, is your fault. And Jace is like, <clears throat> I don't feel that way. I know it's that way. And Valentine goes, you're right. It is your fault. Oh, damn. Okay. So Valentine is a narcissist, which we know. Also, pretty sure he's a sociopath. Definitely. Um, I don't know what kind of narrator that you have, who hangs out in your brain space. I can love this. <laughs> but at the best of times, I'm chilling with Lizzo or like Brad Bondo. Yes. <laughs> and the worst of times, I have my eighth grade childhood bully in there. It's bringing to light everything that could possibly be at fault with me. Why everything that's bad is happening is my fault. And, you know, that's just how it is. Blah, blah, blah. Like, this bitch is fucking brutal. Wait, is it me? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's something to be said about having all of those negative feelings and thoughts, like, packed around with you constantly, like, on display for your mm-hmm. own private torture. Mm-hmm. However, it is a whole different animal when those feelings are confirmed by the people around you. More so by someone who carries as much weight as Valentine does for Jace. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker just, like, literally broke him. And Mm -hmm. it's really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, obviously, Valentine's sociopath tendencies mean that he doesn't care. About his own son? Well, he has no emotion over hurting somebody. Like, that doesn't, it's a means to an end. It's a point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All he cares about is his goal or what he wants. But the narcissistic part of his personality makes him an incredible manipulator and he knows exactly where like with surgical precision how to cut jace's heart out yeah and exactly what's going to be the most effective because he knows jace so well so it's almost like he's preying on that empathy mm-hmm. yeah. side that jace has where he um i mean he he puts on a good front right but deep down, I think he puts other people's safety and comfort above his own. Yeah. And I think Valentine, obviously, he knows that. Yeah. So he's well, using it against him. And I and I should say, Valentine knows, knows Jace so well because he created Jace in his own image. And he saw the the parts of, of Jace's humanity that that is not similar to Valentine. Like it's his weakness. Right. He saw that as he grew up. And he so he he studied Jace. The, oops, sorry. I, I think it's really important that because of how obsessed Valentine is with his own self and how 
important he thinks he like he just thinks so highly of himself mm-hmm. it, it's important that like he doesn't know jace because he wanted to know jace he knows jace because he created jace and every single thing that he's done during the course of raising him was to be in a reflection of himself and to kind of manipulate him to to come out the way he wanted him to come and there are certain things about obviously jace that you know because he has feelings um (laughs) even though he tries to act like he doesn't right so there's certain things that didn't align which would stand out very obviously to valentine who could then twist them and use them to his advantage it's crazy to think he did all of that in 10 years Mm -hmm. with this child not even because Jocelyn was with him for yeah. the first year. Super, yeah. super jacked up. You can really fuck up your kids before they're 10. I'm just saying. Yeah. They say, like, between zero and six is the most. Mm-hmm. They say. It's them, the internets and stuff. <laughs> it's what to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> the interwebs. Oh. So, Valentine tells him that the reason Jace destroys everything and everyone he loves is because they are one and the same destined for greatness topped on the shoulder by fate called on by a higher power and when they stray from the path laid out before them they are duly punished fate is not known for its kindness and it will strike down all those who he loves and valentine tells him the only way that jason can protect them is by following his manifest destiny and doing what needs to be done and he wants to know if he's made up his mind and jay says yes father i've made my decision Ugh. And then the queen of cliffhangers just is like pulls the guillotine, basically. I can't. I'm like really like I don't. I hate Valentine. I yeah. I hate that. That's how this chapter ended. <laughs> that, yeah, it's awesome. It's not yeah. fair. Cassandra Claire's like, turn off your nightlight. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> You're like, no. read about this tomorrow. Wrap yourself up in a warm blanket and think about that. Uh, I don't yeah. like it. Nope. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean, he is like super villain of super villains. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I have a question that I should mm-hmm. have asked in my section. So, um, he talks. V Tang talks about um, being like isolated and kicked out of Idris, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why would he be going back to his house? He was kicked out of Idris. Remind me, Idris is the city, Alicante. Idris is the country. Alicante okay. is the city. So then how was he, how did he go back through the portal if he's been kicked out? What What do you mean? So he explains to Jace that he was kicked out. Like he was, um, what's the freaking word I'm looking for? Banished. Thank you. Yes. From Idris. I don't think it's like a magical okay. barrier. Okay. It's just so like. He was just sneaking in. Yeah. Just like, hey, knock, guys, knock, hey don't anybody come back. here. Well, okay. So Valentine was never actually banished because they thought he was dead. Okay, he says he was. So he he was banned. It was self, like they thought he was, de- he had to banish himself oh. because he was defeated. And so he couldn't come back. Otherwise he would have been arrested. Which is why he played Michael Whalen. Right. Okay. Duh. Okay. That and then sense. he lived in the country outside of the city because otherwise someone wouldn't recognize him, right. obviously. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So, I bow my hat to you. It, there are, Wait. what? <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. There are a lot of like those kind of things that people say but you're like wait that's not how yeah it i was happened. like i don't understand and valentine is an unreliable narrator so it's crazy to think that some like i do this with tv shows too like the really scary stuff or like 
mm-hmm. terrible, terrible stuff. This happened in someone's mind. <laughs> like someone created this. You know what I mean? Like it's just crazy uh-huh. to think like it's sad that she was able to come up with these things. You know what I mean? Like I don't uh-huh. know. It was just sad. The first. So I went and saw Saw uh-huh. in yep. theaters. And it was the first movie that at the end I stood up and I remember turning. I don't know. remember who I was with. I was with one of my, I think it was with Jeff. And I turned and I said, I want to know the person that came up with this. I was like, I don't understand how someone's brain can go there. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. Oh my God, no. I, it's so crazy you're saying that because the exact same movie did the exact same thing to me. And what I did was, I don't want to go anywhere. People are crazy. I need to isolate myself. Like I am scared. Wait, hold on. Time out. Hold on. I obviously do not want to kidnap people and force them to get out of really fucked up situations. Do you want to play a game? I just, I want to write and create stories that are mind boggling and like, that's cool to me. I was like, how? Yeah. I was like, I want to be that original. I have not achieved anything of the sort, but. It's a lot to create a whole, like, I mean, I'm not a writer because I can't, can't. I'm not creative, so. No, (laughs) but it's crazy. So like you create a whole story, but it's with, especially in your writing, you Mm -hmm. use a lot. Okay. I just want to make it clear. Kristen said she writes porn for a living, but she doesn't. She writes trashy romance novels. Right, right, yeah. Okay? Let's just clear that up. It it is porn. Okay? It's mommy stuff. She's not, like, um, posting stuff in, like, penthouse, okay? Right. Yeah. Anyway. I write the articles that your dad doesn't read. (laughs) That's too much. That is not too much. You were being a prude. Anyway. Anyway, a lot of the stuff you write is things you know, like the city you grew up in yeah. and like, you know, things around you mm-hmm. and not that. Well, more a step out of that. I write in our existing world, so right. I, I don't write in. I don't have to create an entire world mm-hmm. and, and world build in that way. I mean, a little bit, depending on like which series you're talking about, because they have their own like inner world and yeah so i mean those things are different but like nothing like a fantasy yeah it's definitely like to be able to come up with all of the little elements Mm -hmm. that make sense and then all the characters that get like fleshed out through Mm -hmm. that and then on top of it to come up with somebody like valentine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it was just like well, then you have fuckers like us tearing everything down. You know, all the little stuff that <laughs> oh, yeah. doesn't matter at all. He's got yeah. a little obsessed. Yeah. I just, I'm really, maybe it's because I'm, I, I, I put myself on the spot, if you could say. I'm trying to think of another, obviously YA mm-hmm. is sticking in this mm-hmm. thing that has that same sort of villain. And I just can't, like, like Voldemort was kind of a dick, yeah. but he's not like this. I would no, say, um, um, Umbridge was more like Valentine. I would say Cruella de Vil. Jafar? Uh, <laughs> Wait, where's my Lion King reference here? Right. <laughs> Sorry. Well, <clears throat> Umbridge is more, like, I think she enjoyed Umbridge torturing. Is, Umbridge is lawful evil 
to the wasn't she degree. the teacher or something mm-hmm. yeah. she's evil she got oh. appointed anyway people hate her more than Voldemort and that is saying something oh. well the thing with Umbridge Voldemort though, tried to kill a baby <laughs> right what the hell is wrong with this movie book Harry Potter <laughs> <laughs> anyway to me Umbridge is horrible yes but she is like she's she's motherless she doesn't have kids Mm-hmm. She's, no. she's Child, childless. <laughs> she's not a mother. She's motherless. That's how. Yeah, she's no. She's not a mother to anything. She's a motherfucker, but she's not a mother. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. She's childless, right? Yes. Which who's to say if she had her own child, she would treat children differently? Right. We don't know because we haven't explored that space. Uh-huh. But like Valentine is literally doing like enjoying the torch and the manipulation of his own freaking kids. Well, I mean. Tyrion, not Tyrion. Uh, what's his dad's name? Ty Tywin. Tywin. Yeah, but Tywin he's not Lannister. Not, um, YA. Okay, YA. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was really just Tyrion. He loved his other kids. James, Tywin, Cersei. yeah, yeah. He liked. He just didn't like Tyrion. But, but he used them in the exact same. Like he used them for his own gain. He didn't care if Cersei wanted to marry X Y Z. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was gonna do what he said. He didn't care that Jaime didn't want to be in the Kingsguard. He was gonna do what he said. Right. You're a Lannister. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are. You are of me. It's that. It's that narcissistic, narcissistic quality well, of like you're reason, a reflection of me. The so only reason I, I didn't you. kill you is because you're a Lannister. Like that's the yeah. reason why you're not dead. Yeah. Because you're a dwarf and we kill people that are different, basically. Well, and he killed their, the mom. <gasps> Spoiler. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> it's, like, it's like episode one. I know. Anyway, YA. I don't think Game of Thrones is YA. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. So YA. I'm trying to think. I, yeah? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's just there's that extra element of effed up in this. Right. Of being like, because I can imagine being like, okay, I can't imagine being like that because I am me. But writing from the point of view of this person has almost like nothing, like they've lost everything Mm -hmm. and they have nothing left to lose and they're like ecking out from their last whatever. And like, I'm going to do whatever it takes, even if I have to be evil to get like Punisher. Well, even just like to, I'm thinking of. just makes me think of Pitbull for some reason. <laughs> well, it's like, um, like for Tom Riddle, for instance, if you're going back to Harry Potter, like, sure. He had no childhood. He had nothing. He had nothing right. to lose. Like he had everything to gain because he wanted power and infamy and all this other stuff. Like, I don't know. For me, when you become a parent, your life is not about you anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be important because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't mm-hmm. take care of your kids. But I have two people to live for that are, a hundred percent more important than me Mm -hmm. and like he just you know what i mean but i i don't think um i don't think valentine ever approached (laughs) i don't think valentine ever um approached having children in a way of like oh my god i get to have a child even when he was with jonathan i think having a children was the next step in pursuing his 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 goal yeah. yeah it was like oh now I have someone to carry on after, and they're just going to be just like me. It's going to be another foot sh- soldier. This is what I'm. Uh-huh, this is my legacy. I'm leaving yeah. behind. Yeah. I wonder what his parents were like. Dude, I want. I know. I want more than anything. I want his 
backstory, even yeah. if it's just a novella or some like I want to know how fucked up his parents were. Like, what if they're just perfectly normal, mm-hmm. right? And he just snapped. Like, I want to know why he's the way he is. Like, could this have been Snape? Ooh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't want to get into Snape. Stress me out. Snape's on a plane. Tired of these motherfucking Snapes in this motherfucking podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I think he is a real... Okay, obviously he's a butthole, but he's a really good character. Like, he's very well developed. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Can't stand him, but I agree. You're... You both expect and are shocked by everything he does. Exactly. It's like, of course he would do that, but also I cannot fucking believe he's that evil. Uh huh. Like it's just so fucked. Naughty, exactly. naughty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The child catcher. <laughs> that nose, dude. I just can't. Anyway, yes. that's all, you guys. That's Sorry. all, folks. That's all, folks. Make sure that you've read Chapter 14, Fearless, for next week's episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember what happened, so I'm excited to reread it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, for behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.